What's up, family? It's your man, GB. And yes, this is The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. So listen, I normally say that I'm not by myself, but today I am, as we prepare to introduce yet more content to you guys, our faction faithful and our faction followers. So a couple of things to note, if you'll notice, uh, over the weekend, we dropped a brand new series that we've started called On the Road, where you'll catch several members of the faction in a road trip scenario, and we talk about some things that way. So we've got another On the Road episode coming tomorrow, but we are committed to bringing you more content. So you're not just going to get your normal Wednesday show. You're going to get a whole lot more from the faction. So stay connected to us. Tell your friends and loved ones to follow us. So we're calling this particular series The Faction Quick Hits. So here's the deal. It's not going to be your normal 90-minute podcast. Instead, one of us or maybe two of us will take the time to give you quick hits on a specific issue that is of burning concern to us. So with that said, today's quick hit is all about last night's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view brought to us by the WWE. Now, was a very big week for WWE. Their premiere week, season premiere of Raw, season premiere of NXT on USA, season premiere of Total Divas, and the huge season premiere of SmackDown on Fox. So, it would seem that the pay-per-view would be the culmination of a rather big week. But if you'll notice, SmackDown on Fox seemingly had much greater pizzazz than this pay-per-view. In fact, I don't remember, well actually I do remember, the last WWE sponsored pay-per-view that came in with only three announced matches and that was, I think 2006, ECW's December 2 Dismember and it happened to be one of the worst pay-per-views in all of wrestling history as they only had the main event announced. So coming into this pay-per-view, we only had three matches announced. We had the Hell in a Cell match for the Universal Championship, the Hell in a Cell match for the Raw Women's Championship, and the tag team match between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan against the former Wyatt family bludgeon brothers team of Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. So suddenly we come into a pay-per-view and there are now eight or nine matches. Several of them were unannounced. And so it felt weird. It started, of course, with... Becky versus Sasha for the Raw Women's Championship inside Hell in a Cell. Great way to kick off the pay-per-view. I thought it was a pretty amazing match. Sasha loses yet again, which was kind of a surprise result. A lot of us thought Sasha would walk away with the championship, but she didn't. Oddly enough, her tag team partner, Bailey did not walk out with the SmackDown Women's Championship, which makes me wonder a few things. Perhaps they're going the route of reuniting them as a tag team. Maybe they build them as two monster heels to pursue those championships. I don't know, but I do think it's very, very interesting. Um, some of the other matches that took place, as I mentioned, Charlotte Flair becomes the 10-time Women's Champion by defeating Bailey, and I suppose you could say that Charlotte Flair representing SmackDown as SmackDown is on Fox makes a lot of sense. 
Um, and gosh, I'll try to save my SmackDown commentary for Wednesday's show, but I can say this. We all now know that Brock Lesnar is once again the WWE champion. This 10-second squash of Kofi Kingston is a problem for me. As a matter of fact, let me take a quick detour and talk about that for a quick minute. How in the world do you give us one of the greatest moments in all of WrestleMania history? Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship from Daniel Bryan after 11 years of never getting a solo world title shot. He went on to be a great champion, and I say he was a great champion based on his title defenses, the opponents he defeated, the way in which he represented the company across all platforms. Isn't it crazy that during your big monster week, who's out there doing more interviews than your WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, and yet you get him to the big dance and you make him lose faster than any other opponent in Brock Lesnar's storied career, I find that to be problematic. What are they really saying about Kofi Kingston? What is the WWE really saying? Not even about Brock Lesnar, because yes, we get Brock Lesnar, Cain Velasquez, a big, big moment. The storyline writes itself, but at the expense of Kofi Kingston, a man who has spent almost six months as the WWE champion, the longest reign of this year for sure, and this is how he's rewarded. Ugh, that's problematic. And I don't know where it's going to go, but who knows? If I were Kofi, I might want to get drafted to Raw at this point. However, the draft is coming, of course. And now I think the stakes are a lot higher because you're not just talking about brand supremacy. You're talking about a difference in money. Monday Night Raw, they have a new deal with USA that's like $265 million. But Fox has a $1 billion deal. Hmm. We'll talk more about that on Wednesday. But be that as it may, this brings us back to Hell in a Cell, which, as you'll notice, there isn't a whole lot of SmackDown representation in terms of the world champion, the tag team champions, etc., etc. Though you do have the match with Roman and Daniel Bryan against the Bludgeon Brothers and more. So here's a deal. I could spend a lot of time talking about the rest of this pay-per-view, but a pay-per-view is ultimately summed up. It's kind of like a song. People don't tend to remember the middle unless something super significant happens. They remember the beginning and the end. And so we started, we sandwiched this whole pay-per-view with two Hell in a Cell matches. First, you have Sasha versus Becky. You end it with The Fiend against Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Everything we saw in terms of um, promotion, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, said they are putting the rocket ship on the Fiend. And in fairness, it was the Fiend's second match as the Fiend in WWE. The match itself, I thought, was pretty impressive, and I thought they told a pretty amazing story. Here, ultimately, the story is not about wrestling. It is about Seth Rollins trying to get the best of this monster, a monster who we've not seen take all sorts of punishment. I mean, we saw Finn Balor uh, battle him, and Finn Balor wasn't much of a match, but this, the Universal Champion, he threw everything he could, probably about 10 stomps, all sorts of craziness. And this man got up. He's more indestructible than The Undertaker. It's something like we've never, ever seen before. And it got violent. And it got brutal. 
and then it ends in a disqualification so wwe this is why there are so many problems we want to believe after this big week of season premieres that you are going to be consistent with your storylines but here's the deal look at all the stuff that happened in every other hell in a cell match there's ever been the point of a hell in a cell match is to end a rivalry so no there aren't count outs no there aren't disqualifications no there aren't stoppages this match ends in a pinfall or a submission unless somebody cannot continue but what Seth Rollins did last night certainly was violent but it's not cause for disqualification we've seen sledgehammers used before we've seen all sorts of things we've seen people thrown off the top of the cell and you didn't disqualify them in fact, if you go back two years ago to Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens, Hell in a Cell, the pinfall happened outside of the ring. So it's inconsistent. And you knew it was bad when you had fans audibly chanting AEW during this pay-per-view. WWE, you missed a huge opportunity by being inconsistent with what it is that you've traditionally done. Hell in a Cells don't have disqualifications. I know you wanted to make everybody look whole, but here's the question. What happens now? How do you solve the riddle that is this match and rivalry between these two? This didn't all end so that he would not be champion, but instead he'd cause him to bleed from the mouth as this pay-per-view goes off the air. It was just weird. It was just off. It just didn't make any sense. It's not consistent. And WWE, you're going to have to answer for that. And in this moment where people are paying attention to AEW, where people are paying attention to, to all of the other organizations and brands that are out there, the last thing you can do is take the most unique thing in wrestling and prostitute it and ruin it and destroy it so what happens to the fiend now perhaps we find out tonight on raw but my concern is what have you done in terms of consistency and how many more fans have you turned over to aew because of the piss poor ending of that pay-per-view last night so I want to hear what you have to say about Hell in a Cell. Some of you have already sounded off on our social media accounts, and we definitely appreciate it. But let us know what you think. Of course, you can reach us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can reach me personally at Bonnerfied. Now, stay connected to our social media channels. We're going to let you know the winner of the Faction Championship. We're also going to get you updated on all things news. And then tomorrow, right here, wherever it is that you get your podcast, we're going to be sharing the second episode of our On the Road series as we're recapping the one-year anniversary of Southern Honor Wrestling. So until next time, it's your man GB with your first ever Faction Quick Hit. You got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I need my people, here we go.